सहनावतु सहनौनु जीवात्मा 
So how Prajapati all along is talking about Jivatma is how the Puru Bhakshan builds itself up. So beginning from Yesha Akshini Purusha, that beginning from the teaching that the Purusha, the person that is seen in the eye is Atma. Dashtaram Jivam Atmanam Nirdashati. That is a direct Nirdesha or indication of the Atma that is Dashta, that's a vehicle. <coughs> and then Vijayavari kept on repeating. Even Tuyade again will talk about the same entity, so the dreamer, the deep sleeper, same entity, Saturiya. <coughs> Where Sharir Ninda Purvakam, Sharir Sammandha Ninda Purvakam, not Sharir, but Sharir Sammandha Ninda Purvakam. Ninda or the sense of the samanda identification of the body. <coughs> so why Shari Ninda that Sambandha Ninda? Why is the identification of the body is condemned so that you become free from that? Therefore, asma Shaira Samuthaya. So arising from this body, attaining its true nature of this supreme consciousness. So therefore, all of this indicates jiva. <coughs> then the Siddhanti starts saying, no, no, that is jiva all right, but the avirbhuta sarupa. The manifest nature of jiva is what is meant here. <coughs> In the manifest nature is param brahman. That the essential nature of Jiva-atma is Param-Brahman. And this is description of Param-Brahman. <coughs> Yet Param-Jyoti-upasambattavyam sudamtar Param-Brahman. So Param-Jyoti-upasambattya, having attained the Param-Jyoti, this limitless Jyoti, the light or consciousness, that is Param-Brahman. And Param Brahma alone, in a primary sense, can satisfy this qualification, Apahadapapma, Vijaraha, Vrityu. So this qualification that I have described earlier, all along, which I have described is reference to Atma, the Atma Apahadapapma. But their Atma cannot mean Jiva-Atma, it has to mean Param-Brahma because Jiva-Atma cannot possibly possess this qualification of freedom from death and birth and old age and death. Therefore, is Param-Brahma, he said, so Avirbhuta-Sarupa, what this passage describes is not the Jiva-Atma, but the true nature of Jivatma that becomes manifest when the knowledge takes place. It is true, Yavadevi, Sthanava Purusha, Purusha Buddhim. So the same entity was called Jivatma. So interesting thing is that who is Jivatma? Who is Param Brahma? Then Jivatma is Param Brahma, Param Brahma is Jivatma. 
The Param Jyoti, the Supreme Consciousness, that is Param Brahma. Alone was called Jivatma, as long as there was ignorance. Just as what really is a stump of tree is called a ghost, because of the ignorance. And when the ignorance is removed, the same entity is revealed, the nature is what? The stump of tree post. So when you describe that post or stump of tree, you are not describing a different entity. The ghost is not real, the, the post is real. <coughs> so this post alone was thought to be ghost as long as the true nature was not known. Similarly, that very Brahman alone is known as Jivaratma as long as the true nature is not known. And when, just as even ignorance goes, what is thought to be a ghost, his revealed nature is post. So also, what is thought to be Jivaratma, due to ignorance, when the ignorance goes, the revealed nature is Parambrahma. <coughs> So, śrutya pratibodhyate. That's the reason why the śruti addresses him, teaches him, wakes him up to his true nature. Nāsitvam dehendira manobuddhi sangha huri jīvātmā. The one who looks upon himself as dehendriya manobuddhi sangha that I am the body, I am the mind, I am the sense of and etc. So one who thinks of himself in this manner is Jivatma. So who is that who thinks that I am body, or I am the mind, or I am the intellect? Param Brahma thinks so. So Param Brahma or Paramahatma, who because of ignorance thought that I am body, I am the mind, I am intellect, I am Jiva, Alone is told, Nasitvam Dehende Manobuddhi Sangata. This body, sense organs, mind, that Sangata, the Upadhi are not. Nasitvam Samsari, you are not a Samsari. Meaning, you are not an entity which is subject to transmigration, repeated birth and death. Who are you, Kimtari? Tat yat satyam. So that tat which is sat which is the jagat karanam. Yes, satyam which is the also the satyam of the truth, the reality. So atma. And that is the very self of all. And tattvam that is what you are. That atma means the self of all. And that self of all you are. Chaitanya-mātra-svarūpa-tattva-masī. Body you are not, sense organs you are not, mind you are not, intellect you are not. You have them, but you are not them. So you do have a, a costume, but you are not the costume. So Chaitanya-mātra-svarūpa-stvam-asīte. You are nothing but the, of the nature of the, Consciousness, Chaitanya Matra. There is no mixture of 
there is no even a smell or even an iota of the physicality in you, the emotionality in you, and there is no association at all, you are sangha. Kutastha nitya, so kutastha nitya suramatmanam pratibuddhya. That's how Shruti teaches and makes him see his true nature. Who am I? Kutastha nitya drit suramatmanam. Atmanam is the druk, very dhashta. But what is it? Nitya druk. In dhashta, who is an eternal dhashta? Eternal seer. As we said earlier also, when you add this adjective eternal, the seer no more remains a role because it cannot be eternal. So kūtastha, changeless seer. Now seer or witness is known to change, depending on the, what is witnessed. But here is witness that is changeless witness. And therefore, you call it witness, but it is nityadrashta, eternal witness. Means just simple consciousness. Asma sarirat vimanat samutishtanza. Asma sarirat samuttaya means what? Asma sarirat vimanat samuttaya. It is not arising from this body. It is arising from the identification of the body. Because body was never a problem. He was not in the body to begin with. Because of identification, he thought that I am within the body. As long as that is so, there is samuttham, there is the departure of the body. As long as one looks upon oneself as an entity confined to the body. But Param Brahma is, is when its true nature is revealed, there is no question of his departing from the body, departing from the identification of the body. So, asma sarira samuttaya means what? Asma sarira di abhimanata. Sarira should also include what? Dehendriya mano buddhi sangata. It should include everything. Indriya manahana buddhi. So, arising from the identification with all of this. <coughs> Seva kudastha. Nitya-dhik-sarupa-atma-bhavati. Yes, that becomes the Atma who is eternal, changeless, witness. <coughs> so, Bhavati, how can it become? How can it become something? He is not really becoming. He is simply owning up what one already is. Sayo-bhavati, tat-param-am-brahma-vedha. So that sthāṁ becomes sthāṁ, that post becomes post. So post who thought that I am ghost, and the ghostness superimposed goes away, then it becomes post. <coughs> That's how all these words are only used in a figurative sense 
not in the primary sense. <clears throat> Meaning that these passages lend themselves to two kinds of interpretations. When the verbs are taken as verbs of happening, so samuthanam arising can be real departure from this body. This one is or departing from the identification of the body. Param Jyoti Upasampadi, attaining their Param Jyoti or recognizing oneself as Param Jyoti. Avinishpadyate, he gets established in his true nature. He is becoming free from the false identification and owning up one's true nature. <coughs> so all these passages lend themselves to two interpretations. A little interpretation. For all the verbs are literally interpreted, and that is why the discussion, whether is it, is it justifiable to interpret these words literally? Is it consistent with the entire teaching? If you take a passage isolated way and interpret that is one thing, we we'll look at the entire teaching. So the interpretation must be based on the entire context. So Vedantin says that the entire teaching of not only this Upanishad, of all the Upanishads. So Tattva which is of course part of this Upanishad itself was brought, or Sayohavai Tatparamam Brahma Veda Brahma Bhavati. So in the, when you take the entire context of this Upanishad, along with the other Upanishads, then you arrive at this understanding. So it's a very important discussion because how do you understand the teaching of this Upanishad? Tadeva chasya parmatikam sarovam yena sharirasamuttaya svenurupanavinishpandyate so there is this Paramadikam Sarupam. There is a Vyavaharikam Sarupam. The ghost is the Vyavaharika Sarupam, the post, you may say. And post is the Paramadika Sarupam, the one who thinks I am ghost. So Jiva is the Vyavaharika Sarupam. But then this Param Jyoti is the Paramadika Sarupam. Yena. It is by that Paramadika Surupa or absolute nature by which he arises from his body and becomes established in his true nature. <coughs> so Samuthaya explained that verb as becoming free from identification. Now becoming established in one's nature again is, is a verb. So now continue with page 234. Bhashya line, fourth from the bottom. And look at the Ratna Praha, third line from the bottom. Samuthaya Svenarupina Abhinishpadyade. Samuthaya arising from this body. Svenarupina Abhinishpadyade. 
he becomes established in his own nature. When he comes to know his own nature. So, that is now, it is Shrutim Vyakyatam. How do you know your own nature? How do you get established in your own nature? Is it also a verb? Is there some action involved there also? So, explaining that part of the Shruti now, Akshipati, this meaning is questioned. All the statement is questioned. How can it be that one becomes established in one's own nature? Or if you look at the Nyayanirana also, Sharira Vishishtam Rupam Kalvitam, that is Svena Rupena, Avinishpati Tatra Virodham Chodayati. Svena Rupena, so attaining one's own nature. What do you mean attaining one's own nature? Being established in one's own nature, knowing one's own nature. What is that knowledge? So Virodham, moment you interpret that verb in a primary sense, there is a Virodha, there is going to be a contradiction, which what Vashyakara first points out and then explains. So Vashya says, Katham Punaha Svamcharupam Svenaivacha Nishpadyade Edisambhavadi Kutasthanityasya Atho Valyam Varam Jyom Gagasya Katham Punaha Svamcharupam Svenaicharupena Nishpadyade Idhisambhavati Kutasthanityasya So the entity that is Kutasthanit, changeless and eternal. So changelessness presupposes also Asangatvam. Asangatvam means one who is unconnected. You can be changeless provided you are not influenced by anything. You can be influenced by something provided you are related to something or connected to something, then you can be influenced. With that which is unrelated, unconnected, kutastha, asanga, udasina, that alone cannot be affected by anything. So then how can it be that one that is changeless now attains his own nature? What is that? Attaining presupposes some kind of an activity that requires some kind of a change. So that is being explained further. Sukutastha nityasya sam rupam Katham punaha kutastha nityasya sam chirupam svenevaja nishpadyadayati. So, how can it be that which is changelessly, you know, eternal witness? That it att- he attains, his attains his own nature. So what is the nature of the attainment? 
So, Mahashagara uh, explains this, look, what is the question involved here? Why does this question arise for Kutastha Nitya? Meaning that why is this qualification Kutastha Nitya used here to show a, a viroda or a contradiction? There's something else which is not Kutastha can happen. Attainment of one's own nature can happen for an entity that is not Kutastha Nitya. But how can it happen for that which is Kutastha is what now this Puru Paksha explains. Mm. So Kutastha Nitya is a Hetu. The reason why this cannot happen. So Kutastha Nitya Tvam in Svena Rupa and Nishpati, these are two contradictory things. Attaining one's own nature on one hand, and the nature being changeless, eternal, these two things cannot go together. If you attain something, your nature, you cannot be changeless. If you are changeless, the question of attaining something cannot come. <coughs> So says the Purvakshi. So Visheshana Vyavrutti Mahara. Why is that Visheshana used? Because when that Visheshana of Kutasanitya is not there, how this will work? So if you take this Nishpati, Upasampati in a primary sense, then Atma cannot be Kutasanitya. Vatma is Kutasanitya, then attainment of one's nature cannot be. So how to resolve that contradiction? Masha says, Suranadinantu Dravyantrasamparaka Abhibhutasvarupana Anavivyakta Asadharana Visheshana Charapakshepadivehe Shodhimanana Surupena Avinishpatisya See, one who is somehow lost one's nature can get it back again. If something has its nature, some of it is lost because of some influence, then by removing that influence, you can back your, get back your nature. So, Suvarnadina, in such cases such as matter, such as gold and others, Dravyasa, it is not Kutasanitya. Gold is subject to change. And therefore, gold is subject to being influenced. So when you get connected to something, then you are subject to being influenced. So when you are changeable, then you can change, and when you can be connected, then can be influenced. So gold is changeable, at the same time, it can connect, it can be associated with, or it can be connected with these uh, ox oxides, you know. Dravyanta Sambhaka Let's say it comes in context of some other material. Then, Abhibhuta Rupanam, 
even when it comes in context simply with oxygen, let us say, like uh, iron, etc. So then it gets rusted and gets covered by that, and then its true nature is not evident at all. It has lost its true nature as well. So gold also can become like uh, dark and it may lose its shine because of association with these oxidizing elements. Dravyanda samparakat avibhuta svarupana whose sarupa nature of the gold is avibhuta is overpowered. Meaning what? What is meant by its nature? It's not that gold is lost and gold is died or gold is destroyed. What has happened? Anavivyakta sadharana visheshanam. There is something that gold, gold is a unique property which distinguishes it from other metals. And there is asadharana. What is it? So, uh, so there is bhaswaradihi. Asadharana bhaswaradihi. Shining and brightness is the unique quality of gold which distinguishes it from other substances. But then when it gets oxidized, then that very unique quality of shining or brightness is, is not lost. But anabhivyakta asadhan visheshanam. That brightness or shining becomes overcome and that becomes unmanifest. The shining is not gone away. But it becomes unmanifest when the gold becomes dirty, becomes, you know, black and all on the surface. This is very well, very ever experienced as far as the copper vessels are concerned, how they come in contact with the oxygen, gets off the surface, gets oxidized, and its shining just becomes lost as though. When the gold then is purified by adding into that some salts and then you heat it and with the further reaction that external uh, covering, you know, which was concealing its true nature gets uh, neutralized and the true nature of gold which is shining becomes evident. So what is anavivyakta? Or unmanifest becomes manifest. So since gold could come in contact with some other as substance, therefore on account of the influence of that substance, the very true nature of gold, which is brightness or shining, can get unmanifest, can be covered, can be overpowered. And then you require something to remove that reaction. Another reaction is happening so that that uh, covering goes away and gold shines in its nature. So thus gold has attained its true nature, you follow? Gold which is as though lost its nature has attained the true nature. So this verb of attaining one's nature can be, can apply to something like gold which is subject to being influenced, subject where it's its true nature being unmanifest and it requires something to make, make it manifest. So, dāchyadari sangrahatam ānipadam kshāra prakṣe pādevihi 
और दाह ये सब जाए गोल टू टू हीट फायर और कटिंग यू नो सो दिस इज ऑल्सो गोल्ड इज टेस्टेड एनीवे अनदर एग्जांपल इज गिवन स्वर्णानिव नक्षत्रादीना अभिभाग द्रव्य संपर्क संपर्क अविनाशे स्वरूप निष्पत्तिव प्रकृति विषयाबड़ी सेलरेडी स्वर्णानिव नक्षत्रादीना अभिभाग द्रव्य संपर्क अविनाशे द गोल कम्स इन कॉन्टैक्ट विथ समथिंग इन दट नेचर गैस कंसिड but the stars shining in the uh, in the sky they also become uh, dull during the day without contact with anything right so another example is given and so samparka avinase bhi swaroop vinishpatti vat prakrute bhi so whatever it is that is that overpowers the stars Here, what is overpowering the gold is destroyed, and there the gold becomes manifest. In case of star, there is something overpowers the star and doesn't get destroyed, and still the stars get their true nature. So, a different example. So, the, meaning that the example of gold also cannot apply to Atma in total sense. There is another example is given. Tatha. Tatha. नक्षत्रादीनाभूत प्रकाशाभावकोगे रात्रेण अभिष्पत्ति We don't see them during the day. Abhimavaka, because they are overpowered by uh, the brightness of the sun. So Abhimavaka, Sauraloka, the light of the sun is what masks, you know, the manifestation of the stars during the day. So Abhimavaka, we are okay. Ratro, at night nothing is there. So. Nothing has happened to stars really, except that their brightness become masked because of the presence of a brighter light. When the brighter light of the sun is not there at night, then their swarup of brightness becomes evident. So here there is no contact as such. In case of gold, there was an actual contact with something, and therefore it lost its luster. If the stars lost its luster, not because of contact with something, but then they were overpowered by brighter light, you know. So abhivaka is there. There is no samparka here in case of stars. No samparka or contact. Abhivaka. This something that overpowers that. <coughs> here the shard or the salt does not over rust does not overpower, but by contact it just conceals the nature of gold or matter. Here, just by being there, the sun without any contact, just 
overpower the brightness of the and when this that overpowering element is not there, then the stars shine in their own nature. So another example of how one which has as though lost its brightness gains back its brightness. So then, why are you giving the example? So, Dharstan, take a Vaishnava. These two Dhrishtanta are there, Dharstanta. So, that illustrates the Atma. So, Vaishnava. And so, ineptness. Or, you know, the, there were contradictions between this Dhrishtanta and Dharstanta. Meaning that this Suruva Nishpati is possible. In case of metals such as gold, or in case of entities such as stars, this description can apply. But Atma doesn't have any one of these to qualify for the description. That's a contradiction. Natutatha Atma Shaitanyajyotisha Nityasya Kenachita Let's be full stop there, really. So, this is one sentence, separate sentence. Nantatha, by the manner similar to that, Atma Chaitanya Jyotisha Nityasya Chaitanya Jyoti, the Jyoti is the the light that Atma is in the age of consciousness. Kenachit Abhivasambhavade. So the brightness of the stars can be overpowered by the brightness of sun, which is something else and brighter than that. Or brightness of gold can be overpowered by these other entities uh, like rust, etc., which can cover it and then it can be brought to manifestation. So thus, brightness of gold is overpowering, is unmanifested in one way, and brightness of stars is unmanifested in a different way. So these are the two ways in which the inherent brightness can be overpowered, become un, even though it's there, it becomes unmanifest. And when those factors are removed, then the brightness becomes manifest. But such a thing cannot happen in case of the Atma. Because nityasya kent abhiva sambhavadi asam sargitvat vyognaiva. Like space cannot be influenced in any way. Because space is asam sargi, it is unconnected or unrelated anywhere. Space cannot be influenced or nature of space cannot be changed by anything. Even though we may say that there is, you know, Space pollution, etc. But air pollution is there, not space pollution. Although space looks all dark and stuff like that, but space retains its brightness in spite of appearing to be dark because the darkness does not really bring out any change in the space. See, Nandiranandravyanda <coughs> samsustam. Tena abhivutam, tada vivitam, abhivaktim arhati. 
dhuvyantra samsudanga gold, which is in, in contact with anandadravya and the substance which can overpower its brightness. Or like the bright sun can overpower the brightness of the stars. Then abhibhutam tataha nivittam abhivyaktim arhati. So whatever factor overpowers the brightness, when this entity becomes free from the overpowering factor, then it becomes abhivyakti manhate, it becomes manifest in its nature. Kutas nityam tu anyena asampruktam. So that is called kutas nitya, changeless, eternal, which cannot have connection with anything. Like gold has connection with some other substance, it cannot have. Advitiyam, well, the, the stars that are shining, but sun is something else that also shines, and therefore sun is, a, is also a luminary which is different from the stars, and so it can overpower. Advitiyam, there is no light of consciousness other than self that can, there is brighter consciousness that can overpower this consciousness. So there is no such thing as body, mind, sense, complex, other substance which can influence the consciousness and make its nature unmanifest. Or there can be some other consciousness like other jiva, etc., which is brighter than this consciousness that can make this consciousness unmanifest. How can there be non-manifestation of consciousness? That's the whole idea. So brightness of gold can be influenced and then become unmanifest. Brightness of stars can become unmanifest. How can brightness of self become unmanifest? Because the two factors which apply to gold, one factor is the dravyanda samparkaha, can I associate with other substance? Or another, another luminary in case. So this is not there. Kutasa anyena anas asampuktam in those cases you separated the two. The sun was separated from brightness, the, the stars, so the stars became manifest. Other case, gold was separated from other substance, so it becomes manifest. But here, what do you separate from Atma? Is there something other than Atma that will overpower the Atma? Something other than Atma that has uh, in any way made the Atma, you know, doubt. So, then in what way can Atma become unmanifest? The question of bringing a manifestation comes only for something that can become unmanifest. If something cannot become unmanifest, then how can there be a question of manifestation? So, Vastuta Asam Sargitve. So, asam sargitvam is, uh, that is not connected and not associated, the space is the udaharanam. <coughs> because uh, there is not one illustration that can apply in everywhere. But, so, kutasanityatam cannot apply to space, but asam sargitvam can apply to space. So says Vitna uh, Prabha, the manas sangyano should be malasangyano hi. 
మనసంగినోయి క్రియా మరణాశ అభివ్యక్తి సో దెన్ ఇంప్యూరిటీ గోల్డ్ కెన్ ఇన్ కాంటేబుల్ ఇంప్యూరిటీ విత్ ఇంప్యూరిటీ రిమూవ్డ్ ఇట్స్ బ్రైట్నెస్ బికమ్స్ మేనిఫెస్ట్ బట్ నడు కూటస్థ సంగిన బట్ ఆత్మ కెనాడ్ కాంటాక్ట్ విత్ మలం ఆర్ ఇంప్యూరిటీ ఎక్సెట్రా ఆఫ్ ద బాడీ సో దెట్ ఇస్ క్వశ్చన్ ఆఫ్ సెపరేటింగ్ ద బాడీ బికాస్ ద బాడీ ఆత్మ బికమ్ అన్ మేనిఫెస్ట్ you can separate the body atma becomes manifest when it departs from here as long as atma is here in this body and there is brightness and fullness is then manifest so it can become manifest when it departs from this body but that cannot be because body cannot really overpower atma <coughs> then say nine and jeevasya అభిభూతస్వరూపతయా జ్ఞానాక్తి స్వరూపేణ అభినిష్పత్తి ఆశంక జీవాత్మ the ignorance can in fact become bring many and become create sense of unmanifestation of its true nature and by nature the true nature of by knowledge the true nature of jivatma is manifest so it can this is a different way jnana atat avyakti syat because of ignorance the true nature of jiva is become unmanifest and by knowledge become manifest so why not that to that the puru pakshi said drushta virodhaacha hey jiva swarupa is not become manifest jiva is very much manifest so there is very question of bringing the manifestation you have to bring the manifestation something which has become manifest what is already manifest there is no question of manifesting that like sun is already shining where is the question of manifesting the sun is already manifest so jiva is always manifest if jiva become unmanifest then the question of bringing a manifestation is there but jiva is always manifest so drushta virodhaacha says ratnava vijnana gana eva iti shrutya chinmatra tavat atma so upanishad says vijnana gana the self is nothing but a mass of consciousness or it is pure consciousness that gana is meant to remove the duality so gana is the dense consciousness meaning that normally in all matter some little crevices are always left so they try to give example of the uh, the salt for example yeah so same the gana there is no crevices only salt as best as they could say so but here we are talking about the vijnana gana there is no crevices nothing in between other than vijnana meaning the atma is never pure consciousness chinmatra tavad the atma is chinmatra only pure consciousness that's what atma is 
When you perceive something through eyes, the colors and forms, like ghata pata, then vritti arises, ghatakar vritti, patakar vritti, or the vritti of the color, form, etc. will arise. The ears will bring about the vritti of sound. So a given organ of perception brings about a cognition of sound, of touch, or taste, etc. And that, that is a thought form in which the consciousness becomes manifest. <coughs> and that's how drushtyādi padavācya, that very consciousness which is pure consciousness, now it's called drushti, shruti, mati, is now called seeing, hearing, thinking, talking. So the seeing, hearing, thinking, talking that takes place is what? Same ātmā is manifest in the vṛttis. Only when the ātmā, the self becomes manifest in different vṛttis, that seeing, thinking, hearing, etc. can take place. So, dhrishtya, jibhadavācyam, sad, vyavahārāṅgam. So, that consciousness in ātmā becomes also anga or part of vyavahārā when it gets reflected in vṛtti and it's called dhrishtā, śrutā or dhrishti, śruti. Jivasya sarupam bhavati. So that is sarupa of jiva. What is it? A dashta, shrota, manta, vijnata. So that is jiva. Seer, hear, thinker, that is a jiva. He is always manifest. So sarupa of jiva is always manifest. Tas avibhutatve dashto vyavaro virodhyeta. If the sarupa of jiva, which is dashta, shrota, manta, if that were overpowered, then no vyavahara. Seeing cannot take place if the, 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 uh, the nature of atma is seeing. If that gets overpowered, then so atma that is consciousness alone becomes seeing, hearing, thinking, knowing when it gets reflected in a corresponding vritti. But seeing, thinking is always manifest. It's never unmanifest. Because if seeing, thinking doesn't take place, then we cannot do the vyavahara. Then we are talking, I am talking right now, the talking is nothing but the manifestation of atma in a given vritti. If that became unmanifest, then if jiva became unmanifest, then vyavahara is not possible. The fact that we are doing vyavahara, interacting, means that we are manifest. What is, who is manifest? The seer, thinker, hearer, etc. is all manifest. Then only Vyavara is possible. Jiva is always manifest. So if Jiva was unmanifest, then the question of manifestation would come. So if you are explaining the establishing of one's own nature as not a change, but manifesting was unmanifest. See, goal was unmanifest, became manifest. Starts unmanifest, become manifest. Atma also can unmanifest and become manifest by knowledge, then let us say. But it says, Atma, Jiva Atma never becomes unmanifest. But as long as Jiva Atma is functioning, so long it manifests and never, 
The question of manifestation comes only for the one that is unmanifested. Jiva is never unmanifest there, right? Where the question of bringing Jiva to manifestation by knowledge. So this to grow that, that's what. And that is explained further by the Puru Bhakti. So the Bhasha says further, Drishti Shruti Mati Vijnata Yohe Jeevasya Swarubam Tachya Shairat Asamuttir Syabhi Jeevasya Sada Nishpannameva Drishyade Sarvohi Jeevaha Pashyan Shurnan Manva Vijanan Yavharate Anyatha Yavhar Anupakte Tachet Shairat Samuthirasya Nishpadyeda Prak Samuthana Drashto Yavharaha Yudhyeda so who is Jīvātmā? Drishti, Shruti, Madhi, Vijñāta, Jīvasya, Swarūpam. Seeing, hearing, so the same thing, you know. Drashtavya, Shrutavya, Mantavya, Vijñāsitavya. So Drishti, Shruti, Madhi, Vijñāta, Jīvasya, Swarūpam. That's the Swarūpam of Jīvā. You should call him Drashtāśrota, you know. In fact, Jīvā, Swarūpam is Drashtāśrota, Mantā, Vijñāta. Tatcha Sarya Asama then, Asma Sarya Samuthaya, departing one's body. So it is not that this nature of Jiva, the Dashta Shrota, becomes evident only when it departs from his body. Even when that Jiva is in his body, still his, his nature of seeing, hearing, thinking, etc. is very evident. Sarvoi Jiva, Pashyan, Shurman, Manvama, Vijanan, Vyavadi. Every jiva interacts with the world, seeing, you know, and hearing, thinking, knowing, that's how he does all the time. Anyatharyavaya If the nature of jiva is overpowered, because unmanifest, then he cannot see, because seeing is the nature of jiva, if that becomes anywhere, then there will be no seeing, hearing, thinking, knowing. In that case, no vyavahara will be possible. So, vyavahara or all interaction or transactions can be explained as seeing, hearing, thinking, knowing. <coughs> the seeing, hearing, you know, all of that includes all other vyavahara also. Tachye shaira samutyata sinishpadyeta. If seeing, hearing, etc. would take place only after Jiva departs his body and not while he was in the body. So his body is, you know, the body-mind sense complex is something which somehow overpowers his Jiva, becomes his true nature and manifest. And therefore departing with his body is necessary for the manifest to take place. In that case, the Jiva cannot function as long as in the body. But we see him functioning. 
So body, mind, sense, complex do not in any way bring, create and manifestation of jiva because always manifest. So there is no need for a jiva, for the jiva to depart his body for his nation to become manifest. So a smart sharira sutta, you take it literally, it means that departing his body. Param jyoti upasampati, attaining the param jyoti, then it becomes established in nature. So, but this cannot apply to jiva because always manifest. So this is how Vyavara Virudyeta Hitu Abhava Vyavara Nasyat. When Hitu is not there, then Vyavara also cannot be there. Anyata Vyavara Anupatte. If in fact his Surupa becomes unmanifest, then his Surupa is hearing, thinking. If that becomes unmanifest, then you won't see him hearing, thinking. Means you won't see him doing anything. But you see him doing everything. Therefore, his Surupa is not uh, overpowered, is not unmanifest. Then says Ratnava, Agnasyavi Surupam Vrittishu Vyaktamitangikaryam Vyavara Dashanaditya. So, you do not require enlightenment for your Surupa to become manifest. Your Surva is manifest for ignorant or agnasyavi, even for an ignorant person also, who doesn't know himself as Brahman, his nature also is manifest. Agnasyavi Surva Prutishu Vyaktamitangikaryam. Even an ignorant person also, his nature is manifest. Because all these vrittis, the thoughts are there, activities are there, so we accept that even an ignorant person also, the nature of Jiva is manifest. Vyavara Dashana, because you see the Vyavara of seeing, hearing, and therefore his nature is manifest. So you don't require knowledge or enlightenment to bring the manifestation because he is manifest to begin with. <coughs> so Anyatha Vyavara Tachet, so Anyatha means otherwise. So Tachet say, Tachet Sarira Samutis Nesvadeda. Even that Vyavara was possible only when after you depart from his body, then Praksamuttana, then all the Vyavara that you see when the Jiva is in his body would not be possible if his true nature becomes manifest only after departing his body. <coughs> Says Dhatnava, Surupam Che Gnana Yavirjeda Gnanapuram if the true nature of the Atma becomes manifest only for a jnani, then it's not manifest for a jnani. But we find it all manifest as seeing, hearing. So when the question of unmanifestation we brought to manifestation. Therefore, next sentence says Bhashya. Ataha kimatmakam idam shairat samutthanam kimatmikava sarupena avinishpatti ide ataha what is ataha sadeva vyakta sarupatva because all the time the nature of jiva is evident therefore kim Kimatmagamidam Sarira Samuttan. 
So what exactly do you mean by arising from this body? It cannot be arising in terms of departing from this body. Because if Svetrupa Abhil Nishpati, attaining one's own nature required departing from the body, it cannot be because Jiva's nature is already attained even when he is body. Therefore, it is not that Jiva requires to depart from the body for attaining his nature. So what do you mean by attaining the nature? Kimatmi kava suru aminishpati. So what do you mean by samushaya samuttana? What do you mean by departing his body? That doesn't look like the real departure, you know, physical departure, because without physical departure also we find jiva manifest. So what do you mean by departing the body? And when the jiva soul is manifest, then kimatma kava aminishpati. His sarva is manifest. So what do you mean? What's the nature of the attainment of his own sarva? So two questions. What do you mean by departing his body? And what do you mean by attaining one's own nature? So samuthaya svenirubhana avinishpadya. That part is what Vashyagara takes and sees the contradiction here. And that's how the Purapaksha is built up here. We'll continue tomorrow. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantavunapunaha Ishvaro Guratmede Murti Veda Vivavine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hare Om Shri 